Welcome to Nerd vs World episode 33, Nerd Fidelity. On this week's show we've got Facebook fucking with your news feeds, we've got Constantine Can't Smoke, there's a collection of new shows we've been watching which we think you should watch too, and we have an awesome nerdjudication question to answer for you. And for all those who don't know already, I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Aidy. Good save, sir. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> that saved us the hassle of having to go back and re-record all of that introduction. Yes. <laughs> 33 episodes. You'd think I'd have to do it by now, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, we know you can't. <laughs> Every episode is all in a prayer. Cool. So, what are we going to start off with then, guys? Well, the big Ferrari this week, if you can call it that, is the, fa- the results of a Facebook experiment. Yeah. They've been manipulating our news feeds uh, to bombard with either negative or positive content to see how that affects the content you create. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say our news feeds, I of course mean the news feeds of 658,000 people, which is a small, small percentage mm. of the total Facebook users. Do we actually know what the selection criteria of them was? They had to be English speakers. Just English that speakers. Was, <clears throat> that was the main criteria. But there was no geographic, demographic, randomly no. selected and fucked with. As far as I know, and I've read the, the actual official uh, academic paper for it, yeah, it was just, it had to be English, that was the, the main prerequisite for being involved. And they weren't given any full warning, they said that the data usage falls under the agreement that you yeah. Yeah. when you start Facebook. Indeed. Apparently, yes, it, it, it does, it is covered under Facebook's terms of service and, yeah. and privacy, etc., so they, they didn't break any rules. Yeah. They also said that at no point did anybody actually look at content going onto the pages. Mm. It was all scanned through word recognition, and it was told to look for certain upbeat and downbeat, yeah, certain positive or yeah. negative words, and filter accordingly to certain people. And unsurprisingly, they found that people exposed to predominantly negative comments had an inclination towards posting negative comments themselves, uh, which they called emotional contagion which I guess is Facebook speak for empathy. I'm not sure, but... Why don't I? How do you feel about the whole thing? Um, I'm always very interested with how we're being affected culturally by the media we use. I mean, on the show, we're very interested in how how it's changing how we consume media. Um, But there's loads of stuff that goes along with uh, the ease of life were provided by digital services. So, to try and have a sort of experiment is kind of kind of okay, I guess. I mean, it didn't show anything I wouldn't have expected it to find. No. no I'm thinking, <clears throat> if I'm around negative people in a real-world yes. situation, I tend to be more negative. So, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why they needed to do it. No. I, no that's that's, that's been... my only issue. It's like, well, it's common sense, really. Yeah. It's something you already know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's stuff that's been done with by psychiatrists for hundreds of years almost. Yeah. So it's nothing new. It's nothing. It didn't seem that important to actually have that kind of conflict. Or was it a, a, a corporate thing to say we're going to 
do this to everybody and fucking affect the whole world. You know, it's it's weird in that kind if, of way. Yeah, if if you were to be overly cynical about it, you could say yeah. that perhaps this is a precursor to much more advanced Mind manipulation, manipulation and control yeah. of people. Which is yeah. why in my Facebook status about it, I was all like mercerism and buster friendliness of it all, which is the mind control aspects of Do Android's Dream. Mm. Indeed. Um, which is, again, all about manipulating people through emotional manipulation. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, but I saw this, I saw the results, I was like, well, interesting, not a massive surprise, but... Indeed. So, so what was the actual... I think... What is their... their, their what was their statement purpose for the, doing the, the, such an experiment is what I'm, the, I'm the, trying the, to Their abstract for the experiment was to see um, if they could identify emotional contagion, which is what they use. I'm using bunny rabbit ears, air quotes yeah. for that. Emotional contagion is the, is the phrase, which, the, which they found. Yeah. I think the outcry is perhaps disproportionate to the actual incident because... People are assuming that Facebook have actually read everything that's going on mm. to your wall and chosen what to show you and whatnot. They haven't. They've filtered no. it. So they've, you, they've still had control of what you've seen, but they've not had control in such an invasive way as some of the clickbait headlines have been suggesting. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, to, to be honest, I, I, I really don't care about it in all honesty. Mm. Uh, I'm really not fussed by it in the slightest. Um, I, I, I guess. My my only concern with it is that you miss out on on posts that you should be seeing because of filtering, and I, I guess that's just been <clears throat> my my problem with Facebook recently anyway. But that's more in terms of kind of posting stuff on pages and yeah. yes. and so forth, and and the fact that your reach is so small unless you pay for stuff. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I, I can't see the application for it unless you get a bunch of companies going, oh, Facebook, here, we'll pay you loads of money to make this group of people happier. <laughs> just, yeah, it, to me, it just seems an inane experiment for, <clears throat> for no obvious reason to me. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not shown anything that you wouldn't expect to see in a normal Indeed. I think a lot of the reactions to it are the, are the typical things that happens whenever Facebook does something. It's a knee-jerk. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually understand what they've done, but obviously they're sat there gathering all of our information and going to sell it to everyone in the world who just wants to pay for it and, and control us. So, and so now's the time to get naked if you want to become famous <clears throat> via that route. Well, unfortunately, that won't work. Facebook will just block you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Indeed, but that's unless they change their terms of service. Um, <laughs> again, yes. I'll not notify you, and then there'll be an uproar about that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's just down to people's fundamental misunderstanding of how the technology works, yeah. and thinking that, it, it, as you say, that a person is sat reading everything that you do and choosing whether it goes on there, which would just be completely yeah. impossible to do. You wouldn't be able to get that amount of people sat reading every potential post that's come through and go, mm, yeah, that one's a bit that, that, negative. That one's a bit more positive. That one's a bit more negative. Bit of a moaning whinny there. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Let, let, let's, let's, let's not do that. Let's just go by the emoticons that they put at the end. In to be honest, I have my own filters. If I'm if I look at my newsfeed and I see someone who's just been overly moaning for the sake of being moaning, unfollow, unfollow. Mm. <laughs> wow, it's easy, huh? It's so it's so simple. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 
I just ignore everybody and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I might have like, slightly more of a knee-jerk reaction if one day like, my entire newsfeed is just filled with like, fluffy kittens. I might well turn homicidal. Yeah. <laughs> I, nah. I, don't think, I think you'd be I'll justified. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be justified. Post. 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 Oh, more fluffy kittens. More fucking kittens. We all know the internet is powered by cats, but really, that's enough. It will happen. <laughs> And we can PM you as well if you don't follow. <laughs> it, might, it might happen sooner than you think. <laughs> Post the wall. <laughs> but then, of course, there was the other big internet scandal of the week, which was the uh, Peter Dinklage did not meet Grumpy Cat. No. <laughs> it was Photoshop, people. No shit, really? <laughs> Fuck me, you didn't realise from the photograph. Of course I did. Yeah. No, not <laughs> no, I'm being generic to yeah, right. the public, not yeah, you specifically. <laughs> wow. Most people will repost something on Facebook without ever checking sources. Oh god. Without yeah. ever checking. Did it once, anything. but you collared me. Yeah. The thing that gets me is the uh, the Back to the Future date one. That's yeah, that one. Goes. Yeah. Oh, that one keeps coming. Haven't up. we spoken about this before? Because it, it's my my concept of spontaneous anonymous forwarding syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Which is what affects people and, and used to with email chain letters. And like, forward this on to Tenbeer, all right. <laughs> I'm waiting towards the end of October next year to see if anyone actually does it on the actual On the day. correct date. Yeah. Yes. And, the, and the one that's going around at the moment, which is really bugging me, is uh, it's, I bet you never saw this in Back to the Future. When you see what you missed, it'll blow your mind. And it's the fact yeah, that. Yeah, Twin Pines versus, versus Lone Pines. Lone Pines. It's like, yeah. well, if you missed that, you've kind of missed the point of Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Scope. Yeah, there's no yeah. mind blowing there. Just it, lots of yeah, we knew. Yeah, just <laughs> you know. Really, good. you didn't. Look, perhaps you should stop watching sci-fi. Called <laughs> cause and effect. <laughs> but yeah, that's what you're just going more on. I'm following. Go back to your scary movie five. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, all in all, a, a big furore over. Pretty much nothing. Yeah, it, it's been the knee-jerk reactions to it that have just made me just sigh inwardly. It, it, it's been an interesting study in internet reaction, as, as most of these things are. Mm. But, you know, I mean, but even in, in mainstream media reaction, like the BBC reports on it as well, it's just like, it's not even 1% no. of the Facebook user base. It's such a piddlingly small number in terms of how many active users there are on Facebook. Yeah, and it's all done on filters. Yeah. No privacy has actually been invaded. You've been you you have been manipulated if you were part of Um but yeah, that's a, that's about the extent of it. Yes. But yeah, the, the whole filtering stuff about what you see as a business in a page, that is annoying. Because that, that, that is really as we say before the show, yes, it is. we have like 700 and so likes on the mm. Facebook page from No Versus World but unless we spend money to push or promote posts we perhaps get an organic reach topping 100 yeah. which the, is just not it, it doesn't not right. it, it doesn't actually um, purvey it even there was somebody actually wrote a big long blog about it it was um uh, a band that I was following wrote a big long blog all about it and they actually paid several times for it and they actually found out that it was only reaching between 100 and 300 extra. Yeah, well, it depends what level you promote it at. They paid a, a full whack and they, they, they went, right, promote this 
whatever it was they had to put out and it was that it came out that under a quarter of their fans actually received the post that they paid for to send out to all of their fans yeah that's kind of shocking so that's that's pretty yeah. piss poor yeah it's, it's just it's facebook's way of making money i guess and you know twitter have gone the same way with you know sponsored What's posts and who to follow yes yeah, so i was i was about i was going to bring that in there's a natural progression to that. Have, have you noticed this new thing as well of, of um, tweet, follow me, and we'll follow you rubbish that's going on at the moment? Oh, there's tons of it. I mean, I, I, get, I get at least 10 followers a week on Twitter mm. who follow me, and it says, uh, pay $10 and get 5,000 followers, and then within a day they drop off my list because they get banned. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I wasn't talking about the paid one. I'm, I'm on about this new thing. It's been um, if if you 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 sub, not subscribe to it, but you if somebody's on the sort of list, as it were, it's an, a voluntary list that some uh, B or C celebrity is is started up, and it's gone like anybody on this list um, follow the previous ten and and cascade to boost your followers it's like a twitter pyramid scheme yes it is but without money <laughs> interesting and it, it's yeah I'm you get paid in followers yeah <clears throat> yes yeah that's exactly what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah and i'm like what and even dog the bounty hunter was one of them that came up on my feed without it i was like wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no not like that <laughs> but i have had some interesting follows i haven't subscribed to it mm. but for some reason somebody on that list is following me and I keep getting these random people from all over the world following me at, at variant different levels of you know um, artists or authors and uh, bloggers and podcasters yeah. and I think the whole whole kind of world of it's social media bizarre. marketing is getting very very blurry and very very murky yes, it is um, it's actually it was um, social media day International Social Media Day on the 30th of June. Was it? Yeah. Um, oh, that was well promoted. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> 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 How uh, ironic. What was I doing then? No, I don't know. <laughs> so I do have a list to a load of articles um, about how social media is affecting various aspects of life. So culture, mm. business and marketing, um, history and journalism. So, yeah, I'll dig that link out. It's one site. I think all the reports are free until middle of August, I think. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. There's some interesting cool. stuff in there. Well, on, on an interesting and related note, uh, well, actually, yeah, I'll, <laughs> it's tomorrow night, but on the podcast it will have been last night because okay. it's going out on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow night I've got a meeting with the NUJ in Oxford, which is about uh, making journalism pay in the digital age. Okay. So I'm yeah. a meeting about that tomorrow night. So Very unfortunately, this is going out too late to promote it and say come along to it. But I'm sure I had a great time and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. I wouldn't mind. Oh, well, right. yeah, you're, you're welcome to come along. It's an open thing. So you're welcome to go I'm along and they can. Yes, yeah, it's anyway. at 7 o'clock yeah. uh, at the, one of the pubs on St. Aldate. I can't remember what it was called. I think it used to be the Hobgoblin St. Aldate yeah. Tavern. Yeah, yes, yeah, cool. like that. yeah, that one. So it's in there in the upstairs room. 
Okay. Tomorrow night, slash, last night, if you're listening to this. Or it could be fucking weeks ago if you're listening to this <laughs> several months from now when you finally got down to downloading the episode. Who fucking knows? <laughs> That's the joys of the internet. Suffice to say, if you're listening to this episode, you've missed it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There, there is absolutely no way you'd be listening to this and go, oh, I fancy going along to that. Well, no one is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the worst bit of non-advertising I think I've ever done. So it was. You could take that to the conference. <laughs> oh, and we're back Retrospective in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this in the year 2530 and you have a time travel device, you may want to go back to this one date in history. No, maybe not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hmm. Kill Hitler, go to a new J meeting. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're, we're back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but yeah, I think at the at the kind of very high levels of kind of celebrity where, where people have got millions of followers on Twitter, that's where money is made by like the kind of people going, Oh, I wear these shoes, these shoes yeah. are fantastic. And that's where it pays to have that amount of followers, but conversely, you can have millions of followers and nobody actually reads your statuses because if you've just kind of done follow everyone, everyone follows you and doesn't actually pay any attention to what you say, then it's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have, uh, I've seen accounts that have like hundreds of thousands of followers and they follow hundreds of thousands of people, which yeah. are like very, no very difficult. Yeah, or... or, or Kind of, that they just don't say anything of any value. Yeah. So it's a bit weird that there is this kind of fake level of status. Twitter following and fake, yeah, of, of status. So going, hey, I've got hundreds of thousands of followers. It's like, yeah, probably ninety percent of them are bots, and yeah. you never say anything anyway. So what's the point? So that there, there, there is a level of having to kind of ignore the static. Mm. I think there's also an issue with old school marketers not understanding new school marketing. That is very, very difficult, yes. Because so it's died in the world people who don't who who know of Twitter and they know vaguely how it works and they know that people have used it for marketing, so mm. why can't they? Yeah. But never really understanding the concepts of how it actually works. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, it's it's not it's not enough just to have a Twitter presence. No. As in have a Twitter handle on your on your company account. You have to actually do stuff with it. Yeah. yeah. And I've said it before, the best people for doing stuff with their Twitter are Netflix. Those guys fucking yes, rock they are. Yeah. on their on their Twitter interactions, they're amazing. But yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Anyways, off yeah. off social media and on and to something else. So the Constantine Yeah, he's been told he cannot smoke. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I watched. I, I watched uh, a leaked copy of the pilot. Shh! Don't tell anyone. <laughs> so only three people listen to the show. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about the people in twenty five thirty seven? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't come back and tell me. The last us cryogenically frozen. I frosted. I don't think even if I even if I hadn't been told he'd been banned from smoking, I don't think I'd have noticed that he wasn't. Mm. Okay. Uh. I don't know. It, it's a difficult thing because it was it was a big part of the 
the, the Keanu film as well, yeah. and it's yeah, it's something that the character does, but I don't think it defines him as a person that he smokes, uh, apart from the kind of lung cancer plot line during the comic, and also a bit in the film. Um, that, that it doesn't define him as a person; he just does it, and it's a product of being 1980s Britain when yeah. lots of people smoked. That's, that's how it came about. It's just he was a kind of working class English person yeah. from that time period when everybody they did. smoked. Yeah. yeah, Everybody smoked and they drank beer. That's what they did. So, you know, I, I don't think it's key to the character. I, I, I think it's interesting that there's a big deal being made of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, personally, I still think the whole thing about smoking, it, it's all problematic because it gets really m badly misreported. I heard Jack say the other day that uh, it's like one in ten people in Oxfordshire smokes, and I guarantee you it's a hell of a lot higher than that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it, the figures are massively underrepresented. There's the whole stigma around it. I, 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 I'm an ex-smoker now, but you know, I, don't, I don't... Yeah. All three of us. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything against people who smoke. I, I see no problem with it at all. Fine, carry on, do it. Especially now with e-cigarettes coming in, that's awesome. You know, you can yeah. smoke inside again, or can you? Until they fucking do all these things and ban them inside and everything. Well, it's e-cigarettes well. e and mocktails, now, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a e-pipe and mocktail. Fucking a <laughs> <laughs> whole new generation of. Uh, Healthier addicts. Metrosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy addicts. Not health addicts. Had it. Had it. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag had it. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It's not. It's not. In, it's not necessarily integral to his character. No. I. So. But I think it's. I think it's interesting that the network has made that decision and is enforcing it. When, as you've said about another show. Yeah. That's the thing. There's <clears> another <throat> show called uh, The Leftovers, which has just started, and there is a cult in that show. Who don't waste their breath speaking? They're completely silent. They communicate by writing things down. They save all their breath for smoking, and they chain smoke. And it's like even like a, a passage on the wall. We don't smoke because we are chained. We chain smoke because we are free. Something like that. Mm. It's like they they just smoke all the time. And I was thinking, fucking hell. You know, NBC Universal saying no smoking, Constantine. But then the guys running the leftovers have a major plot arc which is entirely about smoking. And the fact that talking about what's happened is not worth the breath it takes to say it. You might as well smoke. Oh, talking about <laughs> sinister manipulation, then there's yeah, the fucking right. tobacco lobbyists in the States yeah, yeah. and the anti-tobacco lobbyists. That, that's where, all, I assume that's where all this has come from. Isn't there an is that there will be a political lobby? Yeah, there will be a political standpoint somewhere that goes, well, stop everyone from smoking, there's somebody else in a dark, smoky room going, make people smoke fags. Yeah. And, and then people who are putting money into the programme and going, right, well, we'll only fund you if you make people smoke more fags. Yeah. Didn't make you want to smoke. No? No. Didn't make you want to stop talking and just smoke? No. To be honest. Really? <laughs> Damn it! it does, the media doesn't, doesn't influence you after all! <laughs> it would be a really, really quiet podcast today if I just come here, sat down, and smoked an e cig for like an hour and a half. A pod text. <laughs> yeah. Just a recording of you typing. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not sure what to make of the leftovers. The concept is interesting, and I, I think it will go somewhere. Because the concept is what? There's like 2% of the population? The global population. 
disappears in an instant. Mm. And that's kind of unsettling in how it's revealed at the start, because if you have, uh, I would say, trigger warning, uh, kidnapping, mm -hmm. sort of infant kidnapping trigger warning, because there's, there's that at the start, which is just a bit weird. Mm. Um, I was trying to think of the actual word. I can't think of it. But yeah, it's gone. Uh, and I was surprised that for a HBO show it seemed to pull punches. Mm -hmm. It didn't go for the gut. Like they're, they're, they're not well known for being subtle with yeah. the programming. It, it's unsettling. There's not much in the way of dialogue. There's not much in the way of explanation of what's actually going on. Mm. And there are some really fucking weird events happening. There seems to be like a time travel element to it. Because there's a deer that seems to exist in states of alive or dead at various points in the main character's arc through the first story. So he encounters it almost out of sync with each other. So maybe that's something to do with the mystery. But yeah, essentially it's set three years after the time that the two percent have gone. This town are getting ready for a festival called Heroes Day, which is a parade to celebrate them. And when someone says they're not really heroes, I knew this one guy who got taken, he was an absolute dick, the mayor responds by saying we're calling it Heroes Day because no one wants to go to a parade on we don't know what the fuck happened today. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. I think it just needs to develop more. Mm. Um, as pilots go, it didn't blow me away, but I would watch a second episode, so I guess it's done what it needs to do. It's, sure. it's kind of got the hooks in without really giving you anything to know about. Yeah. See, I, I don't know how or, or what channel it was. I... I got hold of uh, a, tr a full trailer for it but from from what I gathered of it it's the the trailer actually showed some bits that wasn't on the pilot no, I think the trailer is actually pretty much just cut from the pilot it is yeah. it is okay yeah because how, how it's perceived on the trailer isn't quite how you've put across the pilot so it gives a very different feel to it there to are, me there are a lot more characters in it than you yeah. realise mm. a lot more characters it's a very busy programme yeah um, and then, of course, I did see Constantine. And I won't say too much about it. I will just say that I think... I, well, we're fairly sure it's been premiered at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, because there's a, there's a big thing that all the kind of DC things are sharing the stage. So there's Arrow, Gotham, Constantine are all on stage together at yeah. Comic-Con. And so I think they're previewing Constantine at Comic-Con. And I wouldn't be surprised if the announcement was made there that this is actually just a... San Diego mm. Comic-Con special preview. Uh, a whip preview. Yeah, because mm. I think there's some post work still he's doing. Some yeah. of the special effects are a little bit sketchy. Mm. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'm really so, looking forward to it. I think, you know, it, it's all the trailers and all the photos and everything I've heard about it so far makes it sound amazing, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, um, been a bunch of other new shows that I've been catching up on. Uh, watched the whole first season of Penny Dreadful. Still never got around to seeing that. It's awesome. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Cool. It's Josh Hartnett, who I really like. See, ever since he did The Faculty, which is one of my favourite films. Uh, Lucky Number Slevin as well. And Lucky Number oh, Slevin, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's in it. Uh, it's it's basically a mashup of every kind of 19th century gothic horror. Okay. So it's a mix of vampires, werewolves, uh, Frankenstein. So you have all those characters turning up. Dorian Gray is a character. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you, you've got Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, you've got uh, Mina, the, the, the stories, it's basically Timothy Dalton 
is the dad of uh, Mina Harker okay. and uh, is it Victoria? I can't remember the other the other one's name. Uh, yeah. And Mina's gone missing, and it has been taken by vampires. Uh, and so he's trying to find Mina, and that's the kind of driving force of the story. Is Timothy Dalton puts people together and uses his daughter. It's all very supernatural, oh. and they kind of get together. Effectively, it's like getting the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen together. I was just about together. to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say it sounds very much like the League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen. You've got Dorian Gray, you've got mm-hmm. Frankenstein, and well, you've got uh, Josh Hartnett's. He, he basically, he's playing an American uh, kind of cowboy gunslinger in a. Uh, like a, a carnival theme park type okay. thing, he does the kind of gunslinging well, shows. Bill Hickok yeah, 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 yeah. But that, but he has a, a kind of dark past that we don't know much about until the very end of the season, which okay. I won't give away. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a great show. Again, it's very very dark, very gritty, uh, nasty supernatural stuff. The only thing missing is uh, um, Dot Tide. Dr. Mm. Jack almost died. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I don't think that's in there. Um, Maybe next season. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Billy Piper's in it as well. She plays a prostitute again. Wow. (laughs) But Mm. an Irish one this time. And her accent's really pretty good. I'm impressed with her accent. I like Billy Piper. I think she's massively underrated. Fair enough. (laughs) It's a prostitute. The one, I would say, the one... one, <laughs> the one game to play during season one of Penny Dreadful is who's going to be Rider Frankenstein. Okay. <laughs> That's a game to play during season Who's going to ride on Frankenstein? Who's going to be Bride oh. Frankenstein? But technically, yes, okay. who's going to ride Frankenstein? <clears throat> but it's not Frankenstein, Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. monster. Yes. yes. But yeah, the, the casting, it's brilliant, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, it's nice seeing Timothy Dalton doing it. Uh, it it's something, something I want to get onto. That's, it's not something, it, it's kind of bit more of gravitas in a role and a big role in a big TV show like Crossbones. Have you seen Crossbones? I haven't, no. No? No. Crossbones is the tale of Blackbeard, so it's all a kind of piratey setting, and it's John Malkovich as Blackbeard, who is basically kind of coming out of retirement and searching for something. I won't get too detailed applied, but he's basically suffering from visions and so forth and going a bit mad. Uh, and then he ends up running into a surgeon played by Richard Coyles. Uh, it, it's kind of half the cast of uh, Going Postal. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <remember> that. <laughs> Only in a kind of gritty, piratey drama. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get your head around that. So it, it's kind of cool. It, it, it's it's good kind of piratey action film. Not action movie, but uh, an action TV show. Uh, but yeah, again, it's really nice to have a kind of really big presence such as John Malkovich in a TV show. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, other new ones: The Last Ship. Is on my that is on my to watch list. Which is not uh, It's a post-apocalyptic one about a navy ship that is sent off to the Antarctic for six months looking for something. And then after six months, they come back. They've found something to do with the virus and they come back to discover that 90% of the Earth's population has been wiped Mm. out by this virus. Right. Yeah, I I have read about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I I don't know who the main character is that's playing the captain of the ship, but it's it's got a very season one Bab 5 feel about it, that the kind of captain's a bit wooden and a bit rubbish, Mm. uh, but the supporting cast are great. 
because it's Adam Baldwin as the XO of the ship, <laughs> and Rona Mitra as the doctor who's dealing with trying to get the vaccine and the antivirus and stuff. Um, and yeah, I've seen, I've seen the first two episodes of that, and it, it's interesting. It's, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the main captain of the ship character, but everybody else seems really cool, and, and, and the plot is interesting. Looks like the Russians are after the vaccine and stuff, so there's a lot of... Uh, in post-apocalyptic, they go to Gitmo, uh, like after six months after the world's all gone to shit, and everyone comes back finding out who's dead, who's alive, and why, yeah, and what's going on. So cool. it's it's it, it's an interesting show. I want to see where it goes, but I kind of feel like they really need to replace that main character because he's a bit irritating. Maybe they'll get him to walk the plane. Perhaps if it was Crossbones. <laughs> That shit wouldn't act in. Yeah, so uh, what else? Oh, um, yeah, Murder in the First. Have you heard of this one? Rings a bell. This is from uh, the producers of one that was in like 1980s, 1990s called Murder One. Uh, okay. And it seems to be a long story about uh, it's, it's Tom Felton who played uh, Malfoy yeah. in Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's going. I'm sure he must have sat down one day and gone, "Hmm, okay, I've played one of the most hated characters in in like the sci-fi fantasy universe. How do I make it better?" It's like, and the answer is he's playing a cross between Mark Zuckerberg and the guy who ran MySpace originally. So he's like a really sleazy computer programmer, like kid, multi-billionaire who is basically getting put on trial for raping and murdering people. So kind of, apart from the raping and murdering bit, kind of following his own life, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, that, he's actually quite a nice guy, because I saw he did the, the Golden Globes one year, he presented that on, I don't know, he was part of the kind of talking heads on, on Sky one year. He seems really cool, because then he was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, he was one of the lab techs in that. Yeah, he was. And got killed and was generally annoying in that as well. So I, I don't know, I think he's just trying to outdo himself in terms of how much can people hate me. It's like if Joffrey went on to do something afterwards. Well, he's quit. He's a well, that's it, yeah. Quit. Like, oh, I've fucking had enough now. He's just like, there's no point. Everybody <laughs> hates me! I've never, I've never escaped in this typecasting <laughs> No. Fuck this shit. But it, it seems like Tom Felton's embracing the typecasting. Yeah. Going, you know what, I'm just going to really... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. If it makes me money, I, I who gives it? He was in the Rise of Planet of the Apes. He was. Yeah. He's one of the lab techs. Because the sequel to that's coming soon. Yes. Yeah, very I'm soon. Very much looking forward to it. Because I, despite what I felt going in, I came out of Rise of the Apes really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think the next one looks like it's going to be as good, to be honest. Sequels very rarely yeah. are. Yeah. Um, Especially sequels of such an established trilogy, yeah. such an established mythology, trying to fill in the blanks in the middle. I think that's where it's having problems. I like the kind of Genesis idea of it, yeah. but I don't think they should have jumped in at the midpoint. I think they should have just gone full on Planet of the Apes <coughs> many years later. Yeah. Of course <coughs> Excuse me. That's all right. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, Murder in the First is another one. Just uh, keep an eye on that as well. Cool. That's quite an interesting show. They seem to have pulled. A lot of people in from various different cop shows and so forth to be playing police and uh, lawyers and so forth in that. Cool. It's kind of it's kind of good to see a strong summer season. It yeah I I, I 
I actually went into it kind of going, uh, not really got anything to watch. And then I think Emma went online and just found a bunch of stuff and went, yeah, there's all this. And I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't checked any of my usual sites since mm. finale time, end of May. Yeah, because I would normally do uh, a check on Metacritic of what's coming up yeah. in the summer season. But I think I just kind of got in the mindset of everything I liked in the summer season being cancelled. And I'm just waiting. I was just waiting for the strain. Mm. Del Toro's uh, yeah. strain. I was waiting for that. Well, that's like three weeks away, I think. End yeah. of July, I think that is. Oh, yeah. Because then there's a bunch of stuff that's come back as well, like Rosalian Isles is back, minus the main, the, 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 the guy who killed himself last year. It's a bit of a shame. Oh. The detective. Which, oddly, I was watching, uh, re watching Flash Forward the other day. Mm. Uh, and the episode that he's in is really sad now when you look back at it in, in hindsight because he throws himself off the building to yeah. show that they can change things. And yeah, I found that really sad watching that. But, hey. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's a series that deserves a second run. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, I I've been rewatching it, and I kind of want to go out and just buy the book now and read it and find out yeah. what it was, what was going on. Because <laughs> yeah. it was kind of cool. Yeah, it got uh, it's certainly got cool towards the end. Yeah, but nice concepts. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Just uh, say a shame that uh, didn't make it. I think that was one that suffered very much from network interference. Because yeah. I think it it got a huge build-up, then it aired ten episodes, then it went off for six months, then it came back. They changed yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I think, I think just part of the issue as well, as well was it was marketed as being like the next Lost. Yeah. It was from it was, the, yeah. the writers of Lost, and mm. that was brought you Lost. And it didn't do lost type numbers in its first season, yeah. so they went, "Well, we'll scrap it." Mm. I don't think it did lost season six type numbers in no. its first season. Yeah. So. No. Uh, yeah. But other shows coming back. Doctor Who has had an yeah. official date for <coughs> yes, the next season. Yes, it has. And we're back with the Cybermen. Yeah. Apparently, apparently they finished filming as well. Yeah. It's going to be twelve episodes straight through, no break. Awesome from August. Yeah, which is what I've been dying for. for well, that run straight through then. Hang on, so August. Uh, so it'll be yeah, September, October, November. That'll take us through there, and then no, it'll Christmas. be like a couple of weeks off and then a Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Sounds about. It's what it used right. to be. Yeah. The yeah. Whole, the whole mid-season break thing really starts to annoy me because there wasn't enough of a season. Yeah, to, for it to justify a mid-season break. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's too short. Yeah. Especially considering, historically, it ran all the time yeah. and just didn't stop. Yeah, it was five or six, three or four part stories. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to see what Capaldi does. Yes, um, very much. Yeah. So it's a feature-length first episode. Yeah, so I that'll be an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, the little teaser trailer for it was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, am I a good man? Yeah. Um, although, if you listen back to it, I couldn't help feeling that he sounded like Tom Baker when I listened to it. Okay. Mm. I couldn't hear his accent. I could just, I could just hear Tom Baker. Well, maybe, maybe he is, you know, because a, a lot of the influences in the past couple of Doctors have been back to kind of Third Doctor and Fifth Doctor. Well, second Doctor, really. First. Sorry, second, sorry, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Patrick Troughton. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm Peter Davison, so it's the kind of runabouty, bit more madcap. Yeah. Uh, they've kind of been a combination of those two, so it'd be interesting to take it back to a more Tom Bakery type. Yeah, but that, that was what struck. That's what stuck with me from the teaser was. Is that Tom Baker? Is he channeling Tom Baker there? No, ah, that'd be so, cool. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. And then a kind of last bit of TV related news it is. Of course, Strictly coming back. No, it's not Strictly coming really? back. Really? Sorry. No, it's American me. Gods. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Being picked up yeah, by because, stars. So stars picked up from HBO, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Hey. We, we talked before about that. And, uh, yeah, 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 because it, it was due to be, it, it went into development well over a year ago, because they're due to do season one, which follows the kind of plot of the books, and then continues on afterwards. Because yeah. he spoke about two. that at the Q&A, yeah. back and back last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was on the cards then, but obviously it looks like HBO have just, just passed. Done, uh, yeah, they've it. passed on it, so no idea why. Well, to be honest, I think I do know why. Because it's not quite as kind of gory and in your face as most of the HBO stuff, like your True Blood and things like that, and Game of Thrones. Uh, if you watch the leftovers, it was HBO. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying punches pulled. There's right. not much in terms of gore. There's very little in terms of TNA mm. as well. So okay. Yeah, I mean, I think HBO have spent all that on uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> they've, yeah. they've expended their tit and ass yeah. budget for the year. Yeah, they probably, they've, they've probably got to the point where they're sort of like, you know, blind to an eye, they're just numb to an eye. <laughs> Boob them. blindness. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, we cannot top Oberon getting his head crushed, so let's just not bother guys. Let's just, let's just call, it. call let's, quits. Let's call GG internet. We'll go home now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so American Gods, that's been, yeah, one that's been on the cards for a while, so getting the push, finding the different network. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah. As much as, yeah, in a couple of weeks' time, the uh, Neil Gaiman game coming out. Yes. Which looks amazing. Yeah. Can't wait to get that. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be more of a kind of um, interactive story than game, so I'd say it's probably more point-and-clicky adventure because it's, it's listed on <laughs> Steam as being... Casual indie adventure. I'm well up for that. <laughs> but it's called wow. Wayward Manor, uh, and it appears to be following the story of a family who live in that house, and you unlock stories and bits about them. And yeah, I'm well up for that. I've been playing a game called Pocket Mine on my phone at the moment, which has just like taken over my life. Uh, it's just a button bash and dig as deep as you can. Is it Minecraft? Is it no. Pocket Vision? All right, so it's not Minecraft Pocket Edition. No, it's right. Uh, you, you play a character and your goal is to dig as deep as you can in the mine. Okay. Yeah, it's as thrilling as it sounds. Awesome. But it's wow. fucking addictive. I, I've wrapped I up dig, I dig, I dig. something close to 50 hours on XCOM in the last week. <laughs> I finally got a hold of XCOM Enemy Unknown. Nice. And yeah, it's awesome. It, it really does take you back to the days of playing Terror from the Deep and XCOM UFO back in the 90s. It's hours of turn-based strategy alien mashing <laughs> it's great awesome. <laughs> and it was a princely sum of like 4 in the steam sale yeah the steam sale is just like one of those things I have to stay away from 
I'm on a tight, yeah. I'm on a tight budget and I know it's a sale, but it's like, yeah, that's yeah. the danger. You go, oh, $3.99, normally be 20 quid. I, I've been waiting for it since it came out because it was like, you know, as much as I want it, I can't just do by spending 40 quid on yeah. it at this point. So, yeah, a couple of years later and, and spending a fiver on it and getting as at least 50 hours worth of gameplay out of it in a week. Yeah, it's pretty good value. <laughs> that's pretty definitely good worth it. Cool. And I finally got around to playing Arkham Asylum as well, which is pretty cool. Enjoying that. Sweet. So yes. Yeah. There was one last bit of TV news, wasn't there, about Community? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yahoo have come to the rescue. Yahoo! Given given a Community a sixth running. See, I've never seen Community. Have you not? No. no. I thought you introduced me to it. No, no. Wow. <laughs> Most definitely not. <laughs> you it's, guys need to watch it. It's oh awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been on my list of shows to watch, but as definitely. anyone who listens to this show knows, we watch. <laughs> yeah, fuck loads of stuff, yeah. I think we've just, we've just it's Chevy Chase for eight fuck's new sake. seasons we've been watching in the last week. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's Chevy Chase for fuck's yeah, sake. It's being it's, awesome. Yeah, the fact that it's got five seasons already makes it difficult for me to watch it. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I've been mainlining House on US Netflix. Uh, so in the last two and a bit of weeks, I've watched up to halfway through season eight of House. Right. I've got very little else done in my life in the last two and a half weeks. Um, well, make that the next one on your list. What's the disease that they always say it is and it never is? Lupus. Lupus, that's it. Yes. It's never lupus. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oddly enough, I've been re-watching Scrubs again as well, and all the same stuff happens in Scrubs, but you just don't pay as much attention to it as in-house. People mm. go, oh, it's lupus, or it's not lupus, and, and they have all the same conversations they have in-house, but it's just masked under all the comedy yeah. in Scrubs, it's yeah. great. There's even an episode where they, they piss-take house yeah. directly, Yeah, yeah. Yes. Perry Cox drops paint on his leg, and I yeah. <laughs> I'll see, that's, that's on Netflix, so I'm just going to go watch that once House is done. Yeah, I think I'm up to season three on Scrubs now. <laughs> I've got to stop re-watching yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. I just get stuck in a loop of watching Scrubs all the time because it's great. It's hilarious, it's brilliant. So I'm, I'm, I'm all out on, on, on the Netflix and Amazon. I'm looking for my next fix. Apart from reruns, I, I, I want my next series I think they to should watch. rename it to Next Fix. Yeah. yeah, they should. <laughs> I've just Pay got, attention, Netflix yeah. marketers. Next fix, yeah. I've just gone to the indie section of uh, Yeah, but you, you've got that. the uh, American portal no, version. On, on UK Netflix. Okay, cool. On the PS3, yeah. I, don't, I don't like changing yeah. I don't like rerouting open my, my PS3, so that exactly. stays flat at UK. It's my, la- my laptop I read through Zenmate to get US Netflix. But yeah, um, there's a film called Safety Not Guaranteed, a little indie film on Netflix, which I watched this week. Which is about a man who knows how to time travel but works in a grocery store. It's kind of a sweet film that maybe is a bit too heavy handed with the metaphor of having someone to travel through life with, but it's well worth the watch just for the it, the whole cutesy indiness of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I watched a film that was like, oh my god, this is fucking horrific, but I'm going to have to fucking watch it, because I've started to anyway. Um, Starbuck from the new... Oh god, the, the Last Sentinel. Yeah. I turned oh it my off god. after half an hour. <laughs> the Last Sentinel. Wow. I think oh, I turned mate. it off before she even turned up, because wow. I was like, this is fucking dire. Yeah. Oh wow. No, it's, it's bad. Oh mate, it was foul. Fuck it's, me, that was what? It's bad. Yeah. Oh, there, there's Ode to... 
Oh, so there's oh to every kind is of it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, and it's on it's on Love for well Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime as well. But it's on there, but yeah, I, I lasted just just under half an hour. I think it was like this is fucking painful. Uh, I can't. It, I can't watch. It's it. got smacks of Apex in there. It's yeah. got smacks of Star Wars in there. It feels it's a bit fucking like Star Cyborg, Gate. Stargate, yeah. fucking every fucking right. sci-fi thing you can do. They throw it into one. one. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's basically like a bunch of kids who are soldiers get sent off to fight some mm, MacGuffin yeah. no. war. So there's some Starship Troopers. No, there's no, there as well. there's no. No, I would say it's more. Uh, oh, Christ, what was that one with uh, Kurt Russell in it? Escape from LA. No, no, later, much later than that. Soldier. Yeah. yeah so the, less, the lesson here is if you try and hitch your wagon to. Too many cars, it's just gonna get pulled apart. Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, Stretch I'm, to the four winds. I might say I might save that for one of my drunk tweet sessions though. Dude, uh, yeah, <laughs> it it, wow. it was it was almost physically painful right. to watch. There's even a Darth Vader fucking lifting his helmet off moment and going, oh. uh, I'm good really, this is my family, you've killed them all. So did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't. And believe me, I've sat through some real sci-fi tribe yeah, in the years. Oh, come on, Apex was pretty thing. fucking awful. Oh, well, no, Apex, the third one. Apex is charming. I like, I like <laughs> Apex. It's charming sci-fi. I've sat through some awful horror films. I've sat through Wrong Turn and Cherry Falls. Yeah. Those oh, films yeah, they were fucking dying. awful. Yeah. I've had to real test some dire films too. I've had to, I had to... I, I had to. I had to watch the pacifier. That's dear God. Oh, that's fuck. how much. That's how much working in the cinema. Go I'm home and watch like... Tooth Fairy. <laughs> 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 Fucking pacifier. Go home and watch the Tooth Fairy. See, working in the cinema was the best job I ever had, apart from that's your cosplay was next to year. Watch the pacifier. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, so I saw Maleficent the other week, which was kind of cool. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. that. Um, I have heard very good yeah, things I really about quite it. I enjoyed that. It's an interesting take on the story. And I, I, I've got to double check this, but I, I don't know whether it is him or not, but I have a sneaky feeling that the kind of Prince charming type character, well, not the Prince Charming one, but the, the one that Maleficent falls in love with, I think is the guy from District 9 and uh, yeah, Elysium. Sean Copley. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, right, because I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I fucking recognise that voice, but he looks completely Murdoch different. Murdoch from 18. What? Yeah. He was yeah, Murdoch, Murdoch in 18. Howling Man Murdoch in the yeah. 18th film. That was Dwight Schultz? No, in the, in no, the film. In the oh, film. right, in, in the, the film. film. Sorry, the, film. the remake. Yeah, I, the I, remake I, film. Did I yeah. see the remake? Yes, you did. Did we watch it at mine? Yeah. All right. I think yeah, we both fell asleep at some point. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. He's a great actor. He's, oh, yeah, God, he's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. His, like, his character in Elysium was the creepiest bad guy of that year. Yeah, he was bad, One of the creepiest bad guys yeah. I've seen in the film in a long time. Yeah, he was excellent. Every film I've seen him in, he plays a completely different fucking character. Yeah. Accent, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I, think I, saw, I think I saw a poster stuff. the other day with him on, and it was one of those memes that said, who would have thought the most sane role I would have had would have been playing a madman in the 18? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah, Maleficent came in for some... Real scrutiny for the whole fact that the the taking of her wings mm. and Jo Lee herself has come out and said that yeah it was an analogy for abuse and rape yeah yeah straight yeah. up yeah uh, and yeah it was and a lot the whole film very much felt like that it was about you know male dominance and power over yeah. over that yeah but I've spoken <clears> about movie Bob before I, he's a, a reviewer that I really admire I respect his work and his opinion as well he actually reviewed Maleficent gave it a pretty good Rating. He spoke about that particular incident in mm. depth, and he actually went back and rewatched it 
a second time, not as a critic but as a fan, yeah, just to watch other people's reactions to it. And so he's he has like his uh, movie Bob reviews, and then he has the big picture, which is sort of he talks about whatever he wants to talk about once a week on this thing. And one week he did that; he went back and he talked about that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really quite enjoyed it. I thought it was an excellent retelling of of, a, of an old tale. Yeah. Uh, from a very very different standpoint, and I thought it was yeah, it was really well done. Really enjoyed it. Cool. So yeah. Does that bring us to an adjudication for this week? I think it, I think does. it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, you can intro this one. Sir. Okay, yeah. So we've got an absolute blinder of an adjudication on this week's show. Actually sent in by one of my students, and it is. A reworking of a question that was on a job application for an ice cream parlour <laughs> here, here in the University City of Oxford. <laughs> so yes, you have to have question, a degree to get a job in an ice cream shop. <laughs> the original question was: if you were travelling at the speed of light in a car and turned on your headlamps, what would happen? Now, obviously, being an audio student, she switched it to audio, and she sent me through the question. So the question is: if you were driving in a convertible faster than the speed of sound. And try to talk to your passenger. What would happen? I think we have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can take this one if you want. Well, you, you can start. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there, there's many a theorem. Okay, so it will depend on a number of factors. Obviously, it is possible to talk at the speed of sound, passing speed sound, in certain situations. For example, if you're travelling on Concord, which went faster than the speed of sound, you can have conversations inside the pressurised cabin. That's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. yep. As long as the air in the convertible was at rest compared to the air outside the convertible, which you're travelling through faster than the speed of sound, you would be able to have a conversation. As soon as the air inside the convertible was mixed with the air outside, that would change. So it being a convertible means that it's not possible. Yeah, if the roof if the roof is down mm. and there's no hard seal, then obviously, um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to have a conversation. However, there is something that could happen. Your passenger could hear you, but in order for them to hear you, they would have to be sat directly behind you. Okay. Because the audio would travel in a cone backwards mm. from your mouth, so they'd have to sit behind you. They would not hear much other than perhaps. No, no. Yeah, it would be lost in the sonic boom, but they would hear you because they would be relative to the source of the sound at a place where they could hear it. Um, they could never respond to you, or rather, they could reply to you, but you would never hear their response yeah. because being in front of them, you would be travelling faster than the sound that they could make. What about <laughs> if the person sat in the back is Banshee? <laughs> Nicely done. Um, and creates okay. the creates okay, that bubble. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how do okay, let's let's look at how do Banshee's powers work? Well it's it, it it's sonic power. So okay. it's like sonic booms and uh, and sonic waves is what okay, he projects. If, if he could he, so he can project sonic booms, can't he? Yes. So in order to project a sonic boom, he has to have projected an audio that then travels faster than the sound of Yes. So, yeah. 
I would say perhaps if the person behind you in the car was Banshee. Because obviously it would be stupid if both of them were Banshee. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're merging Marvel universes, you couldn't do it. Um, but then, yeah, would the person in front be able to survive uh, Sonic Boom from Banshee at close range? Indeed. Pro- probably not, is my answer to that. Possibly not. It would be a very short conversation. <laughs> to be honest, if you're travelling at a point where you're travelling faster than the same... Would you like a cup of tea? Yes, right. split. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were on about the air pressure and, and things like that. What about if you were wearing um, helmets with a digital audio system built into it? Again, it would have to... Because that does change the pressurisation and it is doable on a, on a digital scale if you've got the well, this feed is the, correct. This is the other thing we, we, we wondered about because we talked this question through back and forth for a bit and we were wondering, like, could you hear yourself? Yes. I wouldn't say you'd be able to hear yourself. You would be able to feel Vib- yeah, the vibration, the vibration which is what I was on about because um, there's setups that you can get that work on the vibration which turn it into a digital throat noise. Mics. Yeah, throat mics. Okay. So if you had a throat mic within an integral thing with a digital cochlear thing which would turn the vibrations into sound, okay. is that possible? I would say yeah. Cause I would say yes. Because that's got nothing to do with tra- actual sound. With sound travelling through air. Yes. So if it's vibrations turned to digital audio direct from that yes. and they're directly routed, then I would say perhaps. That would be my... That, that yeah. would, that would be one way of getting around it. The, the problem, the because problem I know with, that te- that technology does exist yeah. and it is plausible. Yeah, the, the the whole problem with sound in general is sound needs air yeah. to, to to move in because all all we hear in terms of pitch, uh, which is an entirely psychological concept of of tone, is vibrations in the air. It's it's sound pressure, which is why we have sound pressure levels because it's how the molecules are moving. Yeah, and the, when you fart. Exactly. You know, there's a lot more molecules moving than one of your farts than, <laughs> like, in the air in general, AD. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for underlining the point, or rather full-stopping it, rather. And, of course, to continue the Banshee metaphor... Okay, yes, of course. If the, if the driver was Jean Grey and the passenger was Professor X, then it's fine, they can have a conversation. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the answer... Obviously, to... it wouldn't be Professor X driving, because that would just be silly. Yeah, because, well... And, You'd have to have a blue badge on yeah. the car as well, obviously. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so we've, we've taken, once again, we've taken a pretty standard question and really fucked with it. But, okay, so the answer, Evie, to your, to your oh, question. Oh, Hang on, in maybe, yes. What about a dolphin? No, no, that's just too much. Dolphins driving a car? Really? No, but what if the dolphin was a passenger? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. no. Now you've just ruined <laughs> so, <laughs> with a <the> helmet <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's the helmet that was missing right? <laughs> dolphin, dolphin with a throat mic yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, what is it the, the, the dolphin helmet. from Johnny Mnemonic Jones there you go fuck <laughs> Jones from... driving a car because he's all hooked up to the cyber stuff so Jones could drive the car it's the dolphin from Sequest DSV yes so the Jones from Johnny Mnemonic and the, the dolphin, dolphin from CSD DSV driving a car. Yes. Faster than speed of sound, could have a chat. Yes. There you um. go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The thing is, you two don't have to, you know, look this person in the face <laughs> and say, sorry about that. So, yeah, the answer is. I apologise for nothing. <laughs> the answer is, what would happen is that. 
In order for one person to hear, they had to step directly behind them. They just hear the sonic boom, uh, unless it was in a pressurized, pressurized environment, in which case, completely separated from the air outside the car, they could talk normally. Unless, of course, they're Jean Grey and Professor X, in which case they communicate telepathically, or unless Banshee is one of the passengers sat directly behind, in which case she could speak to the person in front of them, but would probably kill them at the same time. Yeah. So, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I think we've covered all the bases I mean, there. Yeah, <laughs> I apologise for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> never apologise, never explain. Indeed. So, yeah, that would have been a really good answer on an application. <laughs> But yeah, only in Oxford, right? Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Okay. I think we're done for this week. <laughs> I think that about wraps us up That's for this week. That's a fantastic way to end the show. <laughs> Marvellous. Uh, have we got any music? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put a track on. I'm not, I'm not sure which one yet, but... Um, uh, on, my, on my other show, on the Wonky Cast, uh, I interviewed uh, an American uh, post-rock instrumental guitarist called Xander Demas. Uh, that show will be going out hopefully next Monday. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we'll put one of his tracks on, on the on the end of here. I had a good chat with him over, over Skype the other week. Awesome. Talking about his, his back in the studio recording a new album and stuff and chatted a bit about kind of his, his influences and uh, an old film called Crossroads, if you've seen that, which is uh, yes. Karate Kid I Plays have. the Blues. Yes. I, was, I just thought But Steve Vai did both parts of that guitar. With, yeah, so, right, yeah. With the, yeah, the head cutting battle at the end with yes, Steve Vai. It was Vi actually Steve Vai playing against it himself. Was, yeah. And then Rai Kuda doing the rest of the bits. Indeed. So, yeah. Cool. If you've not seen there we Crossroads, go. you should watch Crossroads. It's okay. an awesome film. It's about blues. Um, okay, it, it's about blues versus classical versus heavy metal guitar playing. Sweet. It was made in the kind of early 90s with Ralph Machio in it. Back when he was relevant. Yes. <laughs> cool. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll put a track on, on by Xander at the end of this one. Not sure which, but it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, cool. So check the show notes for all details of what we've talked about. Including uh, character profiles of Banshee, Professor X, and Jean Grey, validating my claims about being able to hold conversations in a depressurised car. Yeah. Not forgetting the dolphin from DS9. DS9? Yeah. DSV? Nah. Sequence it's a special DSV. one. <laughs> oh, it? It's a sci-fi DSV. version. When they watched DSV on the holiday. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just went too meta for my own good. Okay, cool. Yeah, he now speaks Klingon. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely where we draw the line this week. Okay, thank you all for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been 80. <laughs> Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. <laughs>